Well, all right. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. You guys hanging with us. You're called Talk. Every Wednesday, 4 p.m., right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah. It feels like that kind of Wednesday, doesn't it? You guys are preparing right here in the Arizona Valley. It's potential for all calamity weather-wise. The calamity of weather that is heading our way. Have you heard? I don't know about you, but I'm saying go away. Bring back summer. Bring back summer. No doubt about it. Frank here and Susie Sockets in studio. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, your favorite car talk show. Of course, all of your car questions we welcome. 480-655-8870. Enjoy hanging with you guys every week. KFNX listeners on Saturday, we appreciate you. Thank you so much every week. And of course, our podcast familia over uh, Sunday, every Sunday, if you kind of dive in and out of the show, uh, you can catch the weekly Sunday podcast upload where, you know, it's important to us. We mention this every week. You guys, if you're new to this show, this is your show, right? So show topics and things like that. We openly invite. Uh, and as well, we've got something new. We're really excited for, uh, cause we're all about community. If you know your favorite mechanic or garage, Get to us because on our website, wrenchnation.tv, we are highlighting the good works of a community garage, and we'd like to know their story. So look for that. We're just finishing up the last-minute details for wrenchnation.tv, and certainly you can reach out to us uh, about your favorite mechanic or local garage, uh, wherever you're at. You could be in Alaska right now, or you could be in Florida hanging out. Uh, Many of you do have a local favorite mechanic. And many of you that don't, that's why you're listening to the show, so we can hang out with you and uh, take you on a journey, not only with the car care tips, but fascinating guests. And I invite you, wrenchnation.tv, check out some of the past shows, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. Susie Q's in house. Welcome to the show, Susie. What up, Frankie? It's hump day. It is hump day. Every Wednesday is hump day. But I'm feeling like the people right now they're pulling out their jackets. Uh, they're pulling out heavy jackets because supposedly we're going to get ridiculous for weather here in the desert. But Frank, right now it's sunny and 56 degrees. It's beautiful. People listening from North Dakota are laughing at us right now. We know that. <laughs> but um, how is your week fared? How's the garage? How are things cooking over there? Garage is doing good. We got a few new customers, which is nice. I'm going to give a shout out real quick to Daryl Carrington. Yeah, shout yeah. outs to Daryl. What's Daryl's story? Daryl actually came in and actually he noticed the uh, J.D. Hill pictures on the wall. And he oh. remembers J.D. Hill from back in the day. Yeah, J.D. Hill, Hall of Fame. Uh, ASU, of course, played uh, side-by-side with uh, O.J. Buffalo Bills. He comes in for service. Great guy. Does a lot for the community. Well, cool. I like the shout-outs. And so if you want a shout-out, 480-655-8870, give us a call. You don't necessarily have to have a car problem, but we always want to hear what you have to say. And speaking of which, uh, many of you got onto Wrench Nation Facebook. Of course, if you're catching this replay on the few stations that we're growing uh, here in Arizona, hopefully California, we're working on some other deals. Hush, hush. Uh, you can get on to Facebook's direct message, Wrench Nation, and uh, ask away. We are not perfect, 
but we'll give you the straight and skinny. And if we don't know about your car woe or calamity, we will certainly get you in the right hands. Let's jump right into it. And of course, we'll cover some news. Uh, but, but wait a minute. I should announce the show topic and the Let's guest. Let's do that, Frank. I am extremely excited for all of us hanging. How about NHR, a funny car, race talent, Blake Alexander, people? Yeah. He's coming in studio to hang. Many of you know right here in Arizona, Arizona Nationals, NHRA is coming to town to bone shaking. Nitromethane gets your nostrils shaking. We don't got no sound effect for that? I'm hoping. I don't know. We could do a little in studio. We'll ask Blake Alexander when he comes on. But uh, you guys are, many of you are going to hang out at NHRA. What a wonderful family experience. And we've got the talented Blake Alexander. He's going to share with us what does it feel like, 4Gs behind the wheel, 300 miles per hour plus, we're going to find out what that what that's, that's all about. That's going to be cool. Like, yep. where is someone's mind in that? But we want to get to your direct messages, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, hanging out with us there. Uh, Joe asked about a throttle body issue uh, he had on a Nissan. He replaced the throttle body. It was from Nissan. We always tell you, go with OE, original equipment parts. Now, a lot of those original equipment parts you can find at places like Parts Authority. Of course, the Pronto National Chain of uh, Distribution Parts. They're all over the country. You can find OE, which just means their original equipment factory. It means that the stuff wasn't made in Vietnam next to a coconut tree. (laughs) But uh, Joe put on this throttle body, and it's running worse. So without actually seeing the car, we will tell you that there's a good chance the car needs to be reprogrammed. Just like your cell phone people, technology's there, where you actually download new data. It kind of reboots, reloads with the new data. Throttle body says, okay, I'm comfortable. Because the throttle body right now, it's sitting in a couch. It needs to sit in the bed. It's not comfortable. So when you reprogram that situation... It'll actually square that away. It's a good chance of that. Uh, We did have a text from Jan over on our Wrench Nation Facebook direct message. uh, Broken key in door. Ouch. Out of North Dakota. Cold morning. Weak key. Went to turn it. And the key just kind of. Now, the key key was weak. Yeah. The key. Well, the key is weak to begin with. Sure. Although, if you have a solid frozen door, how do you handle that? Yeah, How do you handle that? Like, we don't see that in the desert. We don't. As you guys are laughing, some of you in the severe Wisconsin below <laughs> 70. But if you have a door lock that's frozen, first off, do not pour, I don't care what you saw on YouTube, don't pour any hot water on anything in your car. What happens when you do that, Frank? Well, think about molecules okay. and what happens to molecules. So molecules are hanging out lazy days, okay. like a Sunday drive, real slow-like. You pour hot water, what are you doing? You're expanding. Those molecules are boiling, if you will. They move fast. And when you move fast through metal properties or glass, you'll crack. Like so it's a me- molecular uh, reaction. It is. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Don't get me wrong. I'm a lowly mechanic. But <laughs> one of the things that you can do that will show some success, especially for all our folks up in Prescott, Flagstaff, uh, this coming weekend, in fact, over the last few weekends, Uh, They have been seeing some severe weather. You can take something really simple. Hand sanitizer. What? You can have a little hand sanitizer on your keychain, along with all the other crap that you got on your keychain, if you're in that severe cold climate. 
and just goopity goop a little bit of that onto the key itself, the alcohol in that will actually change the freezing point. No. Yeah. So That's we, interesting. It is. I mean, it, it's something that you can try. So alcohol, sanitizer-based alcoholic kind of thing. That could work. Unfreeze that. One last question. PO 420. 420 code was pulled. Fella had, I'm trying to get the guy's name. Tom had a 420 catalyst efficiency fault on his Ford Ranger. He asked us whether this soapy water he saw on, on YouTube, can you get away with cleaning out a catalytic converter with the same stuff that's in your kitchen with the, as you clean your dishes? A little soapy water, pull the cat, pour it in that, and clean it out. Well, I don't know about that. Certainly a professional garage is not going to have on their invoicing Clean cat with dishwashing. <laughs> Warm soapy water. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you wanted to go that deep and things were really tight, I will answer that by saying it is slightly possible. Think about the catalytic converter, right? The catalytic converter is a honeycomb style laid with rhodium and palladium. Precious metals, very expensive. Now, as that catalytic converter starts over time to build up that coating, especially if you're upstream not running ignition right and you've got a misfire or you haven't done your tune-up on time, you're getting partially burned fuel and layering that over time on that cat. So the theory that one may have seen on YouTube about washing that with soap, soapy water, and fixing it, in theory, maybe. But in all actuality, not. Not the right way to do it. No. Now, you can try. There are some chemicals. I know a lot of... uh, my garages out there and, and a lot of our mechanic partners and technicians, uh, they may do what they call an air fuel induction service. I love when we do that. We do it in the garage, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily attack a PO420 catalyst efficiency solely on that. Right. Um, the bottom line is the catalyst is not taking place, which is a speeding up of a gas change. So just know about it. And also don't code pull alone. That. You know, you need, I always said, code pulls are like x-rays, right? Or uh, an EKG. Are you the cardiologist? Did you, like the EKG tech is the one that's actually doing it, but the EKG tech's not cracking your chest. Right. He, there needs to be a seasoned individual that's trained, understands data to decipher the data. So there you have it. There's your tips. You can catch the tips uh, as well as uh, any questions that you may have. If you're catching this on the replay, you can catch uh, Wrench Nation Facebook direct message. What is happening in your beautiful world of news, Susie? Well, Frankie, this is this is uh, an Elon Musk um, news piece of it. So Tesla rolled out new features to help pets and security. Pets. Have you uh, heard about this? Pets and security. I yes. thought I saw something. Yeah. So the car maker actually rolled out a dog mode on their software update. It's a feature that keeps keeps the air conditioning running and tells passerbys on that nice big screen that the pet is okay and that my owner will be returning soon. I like that. Isn't that cool? I do like that. I mean, I think our law is a little flimsy, though. Well, uh, it does say that you got to note the, some of the jurisdictions because abandoned animal in a vehicle is still breaking the law. So you got to check your you got to check your state.
Well, I, I think what we could do a better job of, and I think a lot of you tuning in would agree, is if you see, a, especially in our summers, 110. In fact, we've done a couple of uh, news stories on this. Don't leave your pets in the car, period. Period. I mean, I, I look, technology's there. Elon Musk, the Tesla. Uh, the average person it doesn't have a Tesla, so we don't want to get comfortable with that whole thing. Right. Um, these are the same people, and I'm going to get Tesla hate. They're actually not driving their vehicle. <laughs> Not paying attention. Let's face it, the car's kind of driving itself. Right. Do we want to parlay that into, oh, it's okay, leave the pet in there in 120 here, just because that that says that on the on the screen. Right, it's so okay. it's a climate control is what it's doing. You put it in know. pet mode. I don't know if I like that. But, you know, the neat thing was is that if, if the pet is in there and your battery life goes to about um, below 20%, you actually get notified. Uh, all right. Well, I, you know, I think that's, uh, that's a little... Uh, I think it's proactive. What if the AC stops working? Notifies the owner. What if the owner doesn't have his phone? Everybody has their phone, Frank. I don't know. I'm just saying that poor dog is something like, what are the backups to the backups to the backups? I'm you not love in, contingency plans. I do. I'm not. A, I just don't want to see pets in hot cars. I don't no, know. No, we don't. Maybe I'm being a little weird. Uh, what I will tell you, and I'm not being weird on this. This is a dastardly story. Uh, Auto repair company owner charged after defrauding an elderly Mesa woman. Oh, no. Of two million. Two million dollars, people. ABC 15 reported on this. Like, within the last 24 hours. That's on car repairs? No. It was a little deeper than that. Okay. Auto repair company owners charged after reportedly defrauding an elderly woman of two million. The AG has charged an individual... Not mentioning names. Age 44 with fraudulent schemes and theft. This story goes down as this. Lady hired this individual to fix the 2006 Jaguar after an accident. So this is more collision work. Okay. And the victim said uh, the victim paid him over $80,000 up front for the repairs. While the individual fixing it said, well, don't worry. Your insurance company should reimburse you should reimburse you. Now, wait a minute. That fell apart there. So I want to give you guys fair warning. And most of you know this. Our elderly population is very trusting, as they should be. But this woman was taken advantage of. So I have two points on that. One, let's look out for our elderly population. I always wonder, well, where's the grandkids? And, like, if my mother... my Mom, you need to call me about these situations. (laughs) So, number one, first and foremost... Let's look out for our elderly population. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Number two, never goes down like that. When you're dealing with collision work, in fact, revert back to the Body Shop Show tips collision show last week we had. Insurance is to your benefit in this manner. You're going to go through that. Now, you can choose, as we said last week, you'll choose your body shop and, and things like that. You don't have to go by what they say. But part of insurance is to keep you safe. Absolutely. So when you're getting... This kind of work. And I have a hard time believing it doesn't say if this woman didn't want to go through insurance or driving a Jaguar didn't have insurance. No, I think she was coached on the process. She was I think coached so. on how it, it happens. And if that's the case, hang this guy. 
is what I say. Yeah. And again, I'm not going to mention names. We're not trying to, you know, we just want to make a point. Let's look out for our elderly population as well as go through insurance. And, 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 you know, maybe you don't know when it's fishy. Call somebody. Right, right. Call us it. at the garage. So I mean, I'm curious. I, how did they How did they find out that it was Well, the story goes abuse. on where the, the victim ultimately kept going to the bank. Oh. The bank teller said, holy cow, this woman is basically taking yeah. out of her savings multiple times, raised the red flag. The teller called the police. Good for her. And basically police got involved and found out that this woman has been uh, been paying large sums of money, uh, ultimately, according to the story, it, uh, to the tune of something like $2 million. Wow. Now, within that, the, the, the individual was coaching her, as, as you said right. here, sort of. I mean, obviously, we can deduce that about, hey, don't worry, you'll get all this money back. And apparently there was an attorney involved, according to the individual fixing the car, mm-hmm. but not so. Police later found out that this was all storytelling. Oh, my. Yeah. So uh, we want to have you guys stay tuned. We've got a very, very special guest, Blake Alexander, the talented NHRA funny car driver, 30 year old driver he is blazing it up on the track and he's going to join us you guys stay tuned next bolt-on technologies automotive software solutions auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text real-time digital reports multi-point inspections estimates and repair information at your fingertips info at boltontechnology.com Lee Weatherby's Accurate Automotive is a local, family-owned, award-winning auto repair shop in Mesa, serving Arizona drivers since 1992. ASE-certified technicians, modern repair facility, and digital reports on every service. In Mesa on Robson Road, just south of Broadway, between Country Club and Center. 480-890-0409, AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com, or Accurate Automotive AZ on Facebook. Welcome back, Ranch Nation, 480-655-8870. We stopped the show for you guys if you got any car questions or have some uh, second opinion needs. Uh, you can give us a call or text us, 480-655-8870. But I do have a feeling you may have some questions for our very, very special guest. We've got the two-time NHARA top fuel dragster, formerly of 2018, now in the funny car. Welcome to the show, Blake. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I'm glad to be here, and uh, always always fun to come on. Well, we appreciate it. We know this is race week, and, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're dialed in and focused. Can we talk about some of the moves that took place off-season? Uh, uh, yeah, I had a great year last year and won some races in Top Fuel, and I had I sold a business that I owned in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I kind of realized that uh, it was a good time for me as a young individual in the automotive industry to take a leap of faith and uh, buy my own team, and here I am now. We just were setting it up, and it was kind of cool. It was the first time my rig had wow. ever pulled into the racetrack with all the other big guys that I looked up to when I was younger. You know, that's a big deal, and uh, many of you listening are – sort of young and up-and-coming entrepreneurs. We talk about this all the time. Sometimes in life, you just got to make a move. Is that what you were feeling? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I was. I was. I'm not going to lie. And uh, 
a lot of people, I think, wait till later on in their life to do some things like this. And I thought that um, what better time to do it now? I, I like the idea of uh, the partners that I have and the opportunities that I have. And I want to deliver value to them. And I could continue doing that on my own. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, biggest thing is uh, let's get into uh, the differences. Uh, you have driven funny car in the past. And then you, of course, went to uh, Top Fuel. What's the biggest differences uh, to give folks an insight behind the wheel of a funny car, as it were, uh, perhaps behind the uh, top fuel rail? Yeah, both of them pull 5Gs and go 330 miles an hour in three seconds. So there's some similarities in, from that aspect on your body. And uh, it, it pulls on you so hard it almost hurts. And uh, when you stop, it's a negative 6Gs, so it's almost the opposite effect. But uh, the funny car, I'm a little bit more passionate about that. It's uh, You sit right behind the motor. You can see... When you hit the gas at night, you can see flames shoot out the side of it. And all right, guys, if you're listening, uh, Blake just lit up. All right, <laughs> he came crazy. into the studio. He was somewhat talking just in a moment, but he just lit up, and that's the passion uh, behind the wheel. And speaking of which, like we think of athletes, uh, basketball and baseball, and there's sort of this warm-up period. How are you warming up for four Gs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, we were just unloading stuff, and we ate hamburgers. It's not like anything too sexy. <laughs> but uh, we're getting everything ready for the Pronto Auto Service Center folks coming out, Parts Authority, this weekend. We want to have our car in pristine condition, and uh, we've been preparing at the shop, and we continue preparing here and making sure we go over everything. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think uh, the other question related to a lot of uh, different sports and, in fact, motorsports, um, you get a stare-off version at the line, or is each driver so focused? Do you guys, is there sort of this psychological stare-down that takes place at, at that starting line? Uh, I think it's honestly kind of a weird opposite. Everyone's so polite nowadays with social media and access to everyone's life that I like, I know people don't like me as much as they treat me like sometimes up there on the starting line and they're being nice to me. And I'm like, tell me what you really think of me. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I understand that it's a small world and we're all kind to each other because we got to travel around the United States with each other. Yeah. One thing we've yeah. said on the show, uh, we actually were honored to interview, uh, Robert Hyde and, uh, J.R. Todd uh, at the track last year mm -hmm. and the year before. One thing, you will not find a better community as it were to the fans. And I'll, I'll put that out there. We may get some hate mail on this one. But when you go to an NHRA event and you're there, all passes are pit passes. There's no pomp and circumstance. You feed off of the fans. Yeah, the best people in, in automotive and uh, other demographics that are related to drag racing or interested in drag racing get to come out and be hands-on and kind of uh, do what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, which is be close to their cars and their situations that they like to work on. And uh, we uh, just are very blessed to be able to do that and be so up close to people. And I think we take that to heart and try to just let that flourish into you know a great relationship with all people that come to the track. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and it's it's definitely family fun. Uh, we're not knocking any other motorsports by, by any means, but there's definitely a, a unique vibe at the NHRA track, of, you know, festivities, and, of course, the bones shaking. Now, speaking of bones shaking, when you get out of this uh, wicked run, your adrenaline is moving. Yeah, you kind of have to control it because you get a TV camera stuck in front of you. When I was younger, I'd get out and kind of, like, release a little bit well you don't think about that like man, i mean all drivers i mean as viewers we see that and we're like wow he's pretty smooth or she's pretty smooth but 
running down the track, 10,000 horse or so. Yeah. That's, uh, boy, so there's no, like, training or classes for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't prepare for something <laughs> like that. You just got to. Trial by fire, literally and figuratively. I mean, the things to learn about, you know, what goes right and wrong in them, you have to be in the car to do it. And then when you're going 330 miles an hour, sometimes it can go right and uh, be a great you know great time and you're you're really your adrenaline's high and other times your adrenaline's high because you just caught on fire and you're an inhaling smoke and there's other you know your car's burning and you got to lift the body up and do all this other stuff yeah let's talk about your crew chief uh the crew chief is a vital uh role in Mm -hmm. the team give us some insight to this year's crew chief oh yeah dan wilkerson's our crew chief he uh he's got a lot of experience with the car and uh He's really done a good job with it before. He actually was the crew chief on the car uh, before I bought it, and he's remaining the crew chief now. And uh, we have a good rapport. We, we're both 30 years old, so I think a lot of our Look conversations are done through text message. But uh, These youngsters. Well, I'll tell you, we got a, we got a, lot, of, uh, we got a lot of younger listeners, and uh, it seems like every guest we kind of touch upon, you know, what made you go across that no People say no. Blake, you have been told no. How do you get across a no? Um, I think sometimes a no is good because it means you need to gain more experience and learn more. And other times it's a driving factor that will allow you to work harder and understand that you're always going to be told no and that you need to take that step forward, whether it be you know, in a business opportunity or in uh, a relationship that you have with someone, not, you know, not even uh, specifically your girlfriend or wife, but uh, any any business relationship, you kind of need to, to look at it from that perspective and weigh if you think you have enough experience and intelligence to take the next steps. Yeah, if you guys are just joining us, we got the talented uh, Blake Alexander, uh, two-time Top Fuel winner and now owner of his own team. Got a great team there. Uh, take us back to 2016, Blake let the people know you're not messing around. I understand you broke a bone or something, and you said, you know what? Pull the cast off. I'm running and gunning. Tell <laughs> us about that there at English Town. Yeah, I had uh, I got an injury playing beach volleyball the week before a race. Now I'm a lot more careful the week before a race. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I had to have surgery on it, actually, the day after. And I told them not to put a cast on me because I was going to go to my race you know no matter what and uh they still put the cast on so i couldn't get uh it taken off by anyone i um ended up going to a a lowe's or like a home depot or something and getting a drywall saw and cutting it off myself and then i drove up to english town and uh drove the car and crutched around yeah. Now that's a do-it-yourselfer. Well, not only that, but that's that's drive. And, and just so you guys know, it wasn't like Blake was just talking about a pinky bone. He was talking about the ankle. Yeah, I have like a, a bunch of pins. <laughs> oh the ankle. I was going to say the ankle is probably one of the most vital portions of your body when running down the track at t- with 10,000 horse. Yeah, no it, was, it was on my clutch leg, and the clutch felt really heavy that weekend. They actually have a, uh, air and other pneumatics on it to uh, – make it work and sure it felt extra heavy that weekend <laughs> give us a mindset um with the team getting together this is race week where are you at as a team mentally preparing for the weekend and the runs i think right now it's some administrative stuff we're just trying to make sure that uh we're setting up our hospitality area for our guests and we're setting up our pit and making sure that all the tooling we have is ready and uh I actually need to go buy like an impact gun or uh, 
a torque wrench and a couple other things that we don't have that uh, we left at the shop. And because um, that can happen. I mean, let's face course. it, people. I mean, it's 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 it happens. I mean, so. Uh, in fact, I, I was going to text you earlier. Hey, Blake, if you need anything, we got a garage. Whatever you need. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have any Big Daddy Hemi type tools. You know? So, but uh, tell us more about that engine, if you could. Um, engine has kind of remained the same by way of the Hemi. Correct. And of course, each team by way of the crew chief and measuring data and things like that. Give us some insight for those that are kind of new to. Uh, the whole motorsport of NHRA and Funny Car and Top Fuel. Tell us about that engine. Uh, it is a Hemi, like you spoke of. It's a crank-driven supercharger on top of it that supplies all the boost. And uh, there's two spark plugs per cylinder, and it runs on nitromethane fuel, which uh, it ignites. And it actually, we put so much fuel into the motor, it's like the equivalent of, I, I think, like 20 showers running at once or something like that uh, yeah. from the fuel pumps. And uh, it the fuel compresses and it almost is like solid as it's burning, and that's why it shoots such big flames out of the headers. And uh, yeah, kind of well, looks you'll like see, some... you'll see, folks, and and I'm sure you the team loves it. it you know, fans come by. Some are, some got nuclear charcoal canister <laughs> masks on, and it's that nitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a little baptism by nitro. We bring people out and stick them right behind the car and kind of mess around with them i guess uh i sometimes when i have some big sponsors there i'm like you guys need to get away i don't want to mess with these guys but uh <laughs> yeah no doubt or, or you get that new reporter that's showing up for the first time covering nhra and well they're gonna get addicted it kind of like i took my kids many years ago um my daughter was six mm-hmm. and you know dad leading the way we're going to nhra victoria and we get up in the stands. <laughs> Victoria was standing. I about fell over my first time. Oh, yeah, with the oh, rumble? Yeah, yeah. The little six-year-old Victoria's like, Dad, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and she's like, you know, she's into the speed thing. I mean, she, It does, though. You feel it in your stomach, your chest. You, you just feel it all yeah. through your yeah. body. It actually registers chill. on the Richter scale when the cars are going down the track. It literally is a small earthquake each time the car <laughs> is it going, really? which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Susie, have you been out? In, yeah, I saw you, Blake race last year. That's right. You have. Yeah, we were that's out when there. I first met that's you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys want to stay tuned. We are going to come back with Blake Alexander if you have any questions. Uh, two-time NHRA. A funny car driver now, 480-655-8870. We'd like to hear from you. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation, next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve if you're an installer get on to partsauthority.com check locations nationally near you partsauthority.com and you guys can get on the wrenchnation.tv catch past shows as well as a wrench nation facebook if you happen to catch us on the replay of another station or the podcast, your car questions, we're always here for you. We've got Blake Alexander in the studio, uh, NHRA, two-time Top Fuel winner, third-generation racer. It's in the blood. It's in the family, Blake. Were you pushed as a youngster to race, or were you just around it 
and it naturally came in. I wasn't really pushed to do. I wasn't pushed to do it. I wouldn't say, but there were opportunities that I took advantage of to get involved in it. Um, and my my grandparents actually called me right before I came here and were telling me how proud they are of me. And uh, I t- like I just told you guys during break that I sent like my grandma lives here in Phoenix, and I sent like twenty or thirty thousand dollars in parts to her house, so I didn't have to pay for <laughs> See, shipping. That's the way the it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so there, my whole family's kind of involved in my journey, and uh, they never would have dreamed that I would have done it uh, to this level. But I've always kind of been working hard and always been focused on taking the next step. And I'm to the point now where I can't really take too many more steps. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots goes on, uh, behind the scenes, uh, from, uh, taking care of sponsors and taking care of your team and scheduling. And it's, it's a, a long list of things. You do this particularly well, you're very organized. Where'd you learn anybody in the family that you uh, can attribute mentorship to, to being organized. I mean, it's one thing to race really well in mm-hmm. all of that, but the business side of things, you're pretty savvy. Yeah. It's almost more important than the the race car will run well. If you handle your business side, well, and just like your preparation at the shop kind of will show how the race is going to go before you even show up to the track. But, uh, my father used to work in the automotive industry and he, uh, always was able to, you know, be a sounding board for me. And he still is to this day. And I'm very appreciative for that. And like I said, they, they raced, uh, when, when I was younger, my dad actually sold his whole race car so that I could, uh, just keep racing and doing what I wanted to do. And if he hadn't have done that, I actually talked to someone about it the other day. I was like, I don't even know where I'd be if he hadn't chose to do that. And I more importantly, don't know if I would make that decision for my son, but I don't have a son yet. I'm just saying, I don't know if I would. I mean, you hit it. I mean, dude, you hit it spot on. I mean, as, as parents, I mean, parent. Susie, you're a parent. I'm a mm-hmm. parent. We we like to think that we're doing some good things by our kids, but um, kudos to to dad and kudos to mom and and third generation. So can we go back in time? What was uh, grandpa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he, he circuit or what he was, was part he? of the hot rodding movement really in in Southern California and um, raced before they actually had an NHRA, uh, which I think was formed in the early '60s. And he was around for that and um, always was kind of upgrading his stuff and then he would run into a time where he couldn't afford to do it and then they'd be away from it a little bit they built their own cars in their garage actually i don't like muffler tubing and stuff that's completely unsafe but you know that's how it was back then and uh you just did what you had to do i mean you wanted to race race day was coming (laughs) uh grab the sofa leg there's something out of that weekend (laughs) i mean that's for sure you definitely look back at it now and it's like yeah we're going really fast nowadays but uh you know in the 80s and 90s some of these guys in funny car and top fuel they were going pretty fast and more importantly the things lit on fire all the time and they didn't i remember like looking at old videos and they used to not have escape hatches in the roof of funny cars and i was like man i can't even imagine driving one of these and not being able to get out well tell the folks escape hatch not only to escape but um we're gonna we're gonna talk about sort of uh burning rubber and setting track and and tires and stuff but um, there was no way to exhaust all that smoke, basically. Yeah, it just you, you have someone open it, or you try to open it. You have your arm restraints on pretty tight, so it's kind of hard to sometimes. But someone will open it for you just to let some of the smoke out. Because yeah. a funny car, when you do a burnout, you're just sitting. You're like basically sitting right between the two tires, and you're strapped to a piece of metal that has yeah. 11,000 horsepower motor. And right you mentioned here. a lot of history, uh, of course, uh, technology and advancements, machining and CNC and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I'd like to bring up John Force. John Force was a pinnacle uh, behind some of the safety, uh, the tragic passing 
Scott Kalitta, mm-hmm. they shortened the track mm-hmm. a bit. Um, were you racing during that time from the original distance track and then the shortened track? I wasn't racing professionally okay. at the time, but I was I was there at the event. Was that and... a big deal for drivers down the track to shorten that track up? Uh, did it change their... Well, I think a lot of them um, are advocates for it just because we don't want to see anything like that happen ever again. And it really had a lot to do with the way these racetracks are old, you know, that were built in the 60s. Sure. And they didn't ever dream that a car would be running, you know, we'd be running 350 miles an hour now if we still ran a quarter mile. So uh, it's really, they never planned for the whole shutting the car down part when you're going that fast. I mean, it's one the thing. The car's got to stop, you know. <laughs> it's one thing to get it going that fast and it's cool, but if you can't slow it down and there's, there's two or three tracks on tour that I can for a fact say that it's a very good thing that we don't go that far anymore. Sure. Uh, what is the more challenging tracks in the country, uh, that you have to contend with and why? Well, this one's always actually pretty challenging here in Phoenix just because uh, the time of year we come here, it's it's 50-some degrees outside right now or 60 degrees. So uh, you'll get some heat in the track with the sunlight, but it's also going to be really cool, and the motors are going to want to – they're going to run hard, and they're going to make a lot of power here with all the extra oxygen in the air. So we uh, – I think we're going to have to be on our game this weekend and, you know, maybe find some spots where we need to slip the clutch and take a couple teeth off the blower, but uh, – I think we'll be we'll be game and figure it out and it'll like I said it's a brand new operation for us and the cars run well before it's just not with me driving it and not with uh, the sponsors that I have. I asked uh, J.R. Todd a few years back. Does the lake affect this mm-hmm. particular track? Our lake does that have anything um, to affect the strategy down the track? Our lake. I don't think it does too much. I think it's more just the overall outside temperature and the ambient sunlight that's hitting the track. And uh, like I said, the, the air is very dry here, so it's a good air. It's not wet. Um, when you get into high humidity areas, we have, you know, little problems here, there. And some of our blower belts don't like to run in high humidity. And there's some parts that just don't like to run in high humidity and heat. Right. Throttle management in that track sur- uh, surface is key What's going through your mind during burnout phase? And tell the folks what that's all about. Oh, when you do the burnout, a lot of people don't realize this, and I didn't until I drove the car, is you literally can only move the car, the throttle, like one centimeter on the burnout because we we put a, a stop on it, and you don't want to do a burnout with, like, you don't need... 10,000 horsepower to do a burnout you just need like one or two <laughs> so nobody's going wide open <laughs> throttle at the line yeah the thing would hop off the ground probably if we did yeah and uh so we we have that on there and just kind of push it down but you you can't a lot of cars you can't push it down too far or else you'll set off all the timers and uh other things on the car and uh you can go past the stop so we uh you got to be careful. You do it the same distance every time. We burn out outside of the tire tracks that we want to run in, and there's all these little nuances that we do. Uh, and I just, I'm kind of just the the cowboy at that point, riding the the horse. So um, I hear you. Well, let's. Uh, you a little bit more than a cowboy riding a horse. You got one of the <laughs> best reaction times, respected reaction times in sports history. Period. Mm-hmm. You have developed a legendary time, quick reaction off the line. How can you prepare for something like that? I mean, you can't take these rails to the track every weekend to practice. How are you preparing for one of the quicker reaction times off that tree? 
Uh, I just want it really bad. I mean, I go work out every day too because I think that little tiny things like that when you're measuring, you know, I, I've had a bad reaction time before and really what was it, three hundredths of a second worse than a good one. So you kind of have to look at it as like all these little things, you know, what you eat, the way you, you, you train and then obviously your focus is probably paramount because there's people that don't do all that stuff that still are good. And uh, the, you always try to just kind of have this higher level of focus that you almost really can't even explain. And it's like transcendental, like just some area that you do can- you block out. I mean, I I've talked to athletes in the past where, you know, there's 60,000, 70,000 fans and you know, they're down to the wire. It almost, they're so, it gets so focused and tense. They, they can't hear anything but what's in front of them directly and the task at hand. I mean, with a bone shake and rattling 10,000 horsepower rail, you, does that happen? Does that happen? I mean, you're there. Yeah. You don't, you don't notice that you're there, even though you're there. It's definitely true if you're doing a good job. But um, when I first showed up, I definitely knew I was there. <laughs> <laughs> we got Blake Alexander, uh, NHRA funny car champ. I call you a champ, my friend. Yeah, top field champ, but I'm working on being the funny car. You are. You are, man. And we're privileged to have you here. You guys up. Hang tight. 480-655-8870. If you got any questions, we're coming back with Blake Alexander next. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Burning fast on an empty tank Reckless and wild They pour through the turns Their prowess is potent And secretly stern As they speed through the finish The flags go down The fans get up And they get out of town The arena is empty Except for one man Still driving and striving As fast as he can The sun has gone down And the moon has come up And long ago Somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving And hugging the turns And thinking of someone For whom he still burns He's going for speed. She's all alone, alone in a time of need. Because he's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. He's going the distance. No flash bulbs, no line. He's haunted by something he cannot define. Bowel-shaking earthquakes of doubt and remorse assail him, impale him with monster truck force. In his mind, he's still driving, still making the grade. She's hoping in time that her memories will fade because he's racing and pacing and potting the course. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's striving and driving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. He's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting. 
Nash Nation. Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're catching this on the replay, we appreciate you guys. Uh, share this with a friend if you're hanging out on the podcast. We appreciate that. RanchNation.tv, you can catch a bunch of shows there. We have the talented Blake Alexander, NHRA, both licensed in Top Fuel and Funny Car. Mm-hmm. What's the difference in licensing there? Uh, to get your license, you actually have to, if you don't have a license at all, you have to make like six or eight runs, which I don't want to get into the specifics, but it's very expensive to make six or eight runs in a pro race car. And uh, you have to be able to do it, too, once you have the funding to do it. And um, uh, they make you go over uh, within a certain percentage of the national record, and you have to go over 300 miles an hour, I think, to get your license. And you got it on both. I do, yes, I do. I've had my funny car license for, like, eight years now, and my top fuel license I got in 2017 and raced that for the last few years a couple years yeah big shout out to your wife leah uh recently you guys got married yeah it was like four years ago now okay sorry sorry i almost didn't remember but it's been such a good time (laughs) (laughs) oh snap watch out um you know many that have come on the show attribute um their their work ethic their hustle their dedication to a partner leah's been very supportive and behind the machine and now cool business owner yeah it's a uh, i actually texted her today and i said you have your 18 wheeler looks really nice i was joking <laughs> around but seriously I, I just it's cool that we get to do this together and uh she works in general sur- surgery and she gets up every morning at you know five o'clock and uh is at, in the hospital at five forty-five. so i've kind of mimicked uh her work ethic and uh put it towards what i do and it allows me to get a lot done and uh then we we enjoy each other's company at the end of the day after our hard, you know working hard. That is well, really cool, Susie. I know I, I speak for a lot of uh, garage owners uh, as a part of the Pronto Auto Parts Nitro Club. We met Leah last year last for the year. first time. Beautiful lady. What a hospitable yep. gal, man. I yeah. mean, she's she's just incredible. Um, yeah. And we had a great time there. We did. Did I she mean, get scared when you race? Uh. I think she'll be scared this weekend a little bit just because it's been a while, but um, I think she doesn't, I don't know. I don't think she worries too much about it. Not as much as my mom does. She's but, confident in you, though. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are pretty confident in that. Well, I'll, I've been doing it for eight years now. I mean, I know the first time she ever saw me make a run as a pro, she was, like, crying before because she's so worried about it, but uh, I was pretty worried about it, too, so she had every reason to. <laughs> and moms will always be worried. Right, right, I'm right. I'm just saying. Well, I want to know about Grandma. She's hiding $30,000 in funny car parts. <laughs> Did she call the neighbors? That, Look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been dropping all this stuff off, and UPS and FedEx has asked her. They're like, what's going on in here? Because she can't actually, like, list some of the stuff I've been sending her, and she's got, like, <laughs> she's, that got, is her, hilarious. she's got a bunch of Gates blower belts <laughs> and tons of Molly uh, bearings and thrust bearings She's doing bearings her own builds. So. <laughs> Yeah, she's got lots of stuff to play around with. Uh, I just think it's going to go a lot better if I take it to the racetrack and play That's around. That's awesome. With it. Uh, what's a crew uh, like yours size up? Do you have eight, nine? How many? How many folks are on your team? Uh, we have seven guys, and uh, it's pretty much the standard. Uh, there used to be teams that had more people, but uh, they've kind of scaled back recently, and um, that's basically what you need to do it. And uh, some of them drive the truck and some of them work on the car and, you know, like they do multiple different things. And um, a lot of them get in tomorrow morning at 10. There's four guys working right now at the track and uh, they're uh, 
hopefully doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on now. Um, data management for a funny car is critical. Crew chief is checking data between runs, mm-hmm. tweaking things. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, measurements are they looking at? If you can give folks an insight. Yeah, we have EGTs on all eight cylinders, so obviously we're always looking at those to make sure all eight cylinders are staying lit. And we EGT exhaust gas temperature. Yeah, exhaust right, just gas temperature, folks know, yeah. and uh, we good, have good, um, good. <laughs> we have other like clutch sensors, G meters. Um, obviously, we're scaling the engine RPM and drive shaft RPM, so it's a uh, it's a very large algorithm that then goes into uh, a lot of the crew chiefs keep spreadsheets. Some guys just can do it in their heads and they kind of yeah. base it all off the temperature outside the track temperature. And then they come to a conclusion that goes up there and hopefully goes really fast. Well, listen, man, we wish you all the best this weekend. We're going to be out there. Yeah, super excited. And we are excited for you and your whole team, uh, Pronto Auto Club uh, and the rest. Uh, we are excited to see you make the runs this weekend. Yes, sir. I'll see you guys out there. Sounds good. Blake Alexander, Funny Car. Catch it. NHRA this weekend, people. Bring the family out at Wild Horse Pass. Uh, As we say every week, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic.